it is extraordinary precisely because it is so beautiful there was a time when the devas gods were unable to defeat the demon tarakasura conquered by the demon the gods were soon expelled from the devaloka which is their plane of existence thanks to boon tarakasura had secured from lord brahma he could only be killed by a son born out of lord shiva Shiva's seed in the form of six rays emanating from his third eye it is said was first born by the earth and later by agni then by the wives of the seven rishis and in turn by a mountain the river ganges the bank of sharagras in the vana or forest of sharavana that is why he is also known as sharavana bhava and later the golden child was nursed by the six kritika when he was eventually brought to kailasha to see his father shiva and his mother parvati the child was embraced by agni deva the god of fire who embraced the young boy and called him my son seeing this lord shiva joyously declared as your son he will be known as mahasena and agneya and as uma's son he skanda as ganga's son kumara kartikeya as the kritika's son and guha as mine as the son of the sara seeds he sharavana bhava He is six-faced, so he is Shanmukha. Kartikeya received a spear from Agni, the king of the gods. Indra gave him an elephant born of Airavata. Yama gave him his own staff. Varuna, a parasol of white silk and a necklace of pearls. Surya, the sun god, gave him a vimana or aeroplane. Soma gave him an urn filled with Amrita, the nectar of immortality. The god of love, Kama. gave him an arrow of love garuda gave him his son chitra brahma the goddess lakshmi gave him a matchless necklace lord vishnu invested him with sovereignty of the universe and savitri gave him the entire siddha vidya divine healing powers lord shiva then declared kumara shall be the master of the army of devas gandharvas and kinnaras he will kill the demon tarakasura and mahisha for you immensely popular in the indian subcontinent and deeply venerated all over south india lord muruga is known to always come to the rescue of his devotees he is revered for having taught the meaning of pranava mantra om to lord shiva himself and hence known as swaminatha he is worshiped throughout the tamil year he cited in the sacred Bhagavad Gita by Lord Krishna who says among generals I am Skanda the lord of war he has two consorts they are the two deities Valli and Devasena who symbolize jnana which is wisdom and karma which is action respectively Lord Muruga represents the four Vedas father mother guru and god and the six Vedagamas or auxiliary disciplines these include Nirukta Vyakarana Shiksha Chandas Jyotisha and Kalpa it is said that it was Lord Muruga who taught sacred pranava mantra to his own father Lord Shiva by insisting that Lord Shiva first become his disciple as a necessary precondition to revealing the sacred mantra the beautiful temple dedicated to lord muruga in parini is deeply revered by devotees all over south india it is next only to the famous tirupati temple in wealth devotion and splendor the peacock 
is Lord Muruga's wahana or mount and his weapon is the whale, the spear. Along with the cock, they form an emblem of the Lord. He is represented by six faces and twelve hands that symbolically represent the five elements, air, water, fire, earth and ether. And the sixth represents the spirit that gives life to beings created by the five elements. The six heads can also be said to represent five senses along with the mind. Alternatively, they also said to represent the six yogic chakras, the psychic centers present in the spinal column of every human being. The legend goes that uh, Lord Muruga has two wives, Devayani and Valli. The spear symbolizes Jnana Shakti, the power of wisdom, while Devayani represents the Kriya Shakti, the power of action, and Valli represents the Ichcha Shakti the power of desire. This means that a seeker aspiring for godliness needs to vigilantly bring his or her willpower under control and strive ceaselessly until the goal is reached. The Lord's marriage to Devyani and Valli symbolize the two types of devotees among whom strive for mukti or liberation through union with the Supreme. The first kind consists of those who rigidly and sincerely observe injunctions and follow the teachings of the Vedic scriptures. This type of devotee is represented by Devayani, whom Lord Subramanya married in the regular orthodox way. The other kind consists of devout seekers who attach more importance to mental equipoise and emotion than to rules and regulations. This kind of devotee is symbolized by Valli, who grows up as the foster daughter of Nambi, the hunter king. As Swami Shivananda beautifully expresses it, Subramanya legends can be interpreted correctly if we bear in mind the underlying truth that Subrahmanya is Supreme Consciousness in an embodied form. This is amply borne out by the story about Subrahmanya having been the guru of even his own father. The story goes that he questioned Brahma about the meaning of Om and that when Brahma revealed his ignorance of it, Subrahmanya put him into prison. When the matter reached Shiva, he was naturally amused and playfully challenged Subrahmanya to interpret the mantra himself. But child Subrahmanya would not do so unless Shiva became his disciple. Shiva was fond enough of his child to assume the attitude of a disciple and got the explanation from his boyish lips that incidentally won for Subramanya the name of Swaminatha. Early years Born on the 11th of October 1979 in a humble family in the village of Sri Krishnapuram in Ottapalam, Taluka of Palakkad district in Kerala, Sadhguru Murali Krishna is the eighth child of Srimati Lakshmi Amman and the late Sri Krishnanguti Guptan. Despite the definite signs of divinity which he displayed after his birth, snakes would frequent his cradle. He was often the cruel victim of the ignorance of people who failed to understand or appreciate or acknowledge his real identity. He was born self-realized, fully aware of his divinity. He suffers many privations in his early childhood. Born into poor family, he worked very hard to maintain his family. He exhibited several unquestionable signs of his divinity from the very early years. He was the most unusual child. His behavior and conduct were altogether different from other children of his age and this unique quality marked him from the rest of his companions. From the age of three, for example, it was common to witness snakes around his vicinity. 
Sometimes they would appear in his cradle or on his bed or on various nooks and corners of this house. They were always present and acted like security guards for the child saint. This was a period of severe privation, hard work and spiritual practice. When he was 12 years of age, Swami Murali Krishna began to work to sustain his parents and family. In addition, and unknown to his family or village elders, he would beg for alms and the proceeds of which he would distribute to the poor and needy, while using the balance to visit holy places in South India, especially Parani, which houses the most sacred shrine dedicated to Lord Muruga. Firmly identified with Lord Muruga since that date, which is 1997, Sadhguru Murli Krishna is widely regarded as an avatar or divine incarnation of Lord Muruga. Muruga, the second son of Lord Shiva and Devi Parvati, the other being Lord Ganesha, is usually regarded as the presiding deity of the Tamil country. Since that time, Swami Murli Krishna has been providing darshan, which is spiritual audience, in various bhavas or divine moods and has blessed thousands of devotees who come to seek his blessings. These numbers grow exponentially with every passing day. A Swarna Prashnam, which is an astrological prediction of divine personalities, was conducted many years ago that unambiguously indicates that Sadhguru Murali Krishna is a divine incarnation in this Kali Yuga, the fourth quarter of Hindu cosmology, when Satya, which is truth, and Dharma, which is the harmony with divine will, are threatened by Adharma, which is unrighteousness. In the year 1997, an elaborate astrological procedure called Swarna Prashna was conducted in which it clearly emerged that Sadhguru Shri Murali Krishna is indeed an avatara of Lord Muruga. Murali Krishna Swamigal is a Sadhguru, a living master or world preceptor. In the hallowed traditions of Sanatana Dharma, the eternal religion, the Sadhguru is none other than the Supreme Self in human form. Ever established in communion with the Supreme Self, such a master takes a human birth to guide humankind to understand and overcome the nature of its own creation. They take human birth out of their infinite love and compassion to deliver humanity from bondage. Their utterances and actions are completely selfless. They have nothing to gain. On the contrary, they have everything to give. If our hearts are open, we cannot but receive their grace. This is because they permanently reside in the universal spirit, divine mission of Swami Murali Krishna. Swami Murali Krishna is such a Sadguru. In the Vedic tradition, there is no state more exalted than one such as this. It is supreme. The earth, he once declared in his early years, is our mother and we are all her children. His explicit mission lies in providing spiritual upliftment to underprivileged sections of global society by engaging the needs, pains, aspirations and challenges of students, farmers, laborers, teachers, merchants, not to speak of all classes of modern society who do not have either the means or the time 
to perform homas or pujas and sacrificial offerings to their respective deities. His vision is global and not local. His language is that of the heart and not of the head. His mission is worldly yet deeply and profoundly spiritual. Truth has no fear. Untruth lurks behind every shadow. Swami Murali Krishna has established three ashramas or spiritual hermitages in Palakkad, Kodikod and Bangalore respectively. Many more will undoubtedly be established in the future. Swamiji has made several predictions of his future mission. He has revealed to his devotees that by 2014, by his Sankalpa Divine Resolve, he will be seen simultaneously in three different places at the same time. By that date, he has further predicted that there will be millions of people with him and that he will need to be surrounded by security cordons and that he will be able to give darshan blessings only with his eyes. All these predictions will be borne out in the fullness of time. The Sadguru acknowledges no barriers of any kind including nationality, caste, community, gender, ethnicity, race, income, religion or any parameter of any other kind. His exalted gaze is universal. His language is addressed to our hearts and His grace is open to one and all. India has the unique distinction of being the spiritual repository of the world. Swami Vivekananda once said that the most precious resource that India has to offer to the outside world is her spirituality. Mata Amritanandamai, the Divine Mother, in her 50th birthday address said, All cultures are unique, but India is the spiritual center of the universe. This is the bare and ultimate truth. Our Rishi's ancient seers who experience the divine truths contained in the Vedas protect our universe and in accordance with the insights contained in the sacred Bhagavad Gita, the Lord takes birth in times when adharma or unrighteousness is on the rise in order to restore dharma, righteousness. A Sadguru takes birth to fulfill our scriptures. India has had a rich tradition of Mahatmas and Sadgurus who have been blessing this land from time immemorial. Sadgurus are self-realized masters, though not all Mahatmas are Sadgurus. Adi Shankaracharya, Sri Dattatreya, Sri Ramanuja, Sri Tukaram, Sri Jnaneshwar, Shirdi Sai Baba, Sri Ramakrishna Paramahamsa, Sri Yogananda Paramahamsa, Sri Sheshadri Swamigal innumerable Siddha and Tantra Masters, Sri Aurobindo, Sri Ramana Maharishi and a whole host of other divine personages, too numerous to be mentioned here. And the living Masters like Sri Satya Sai Baba, Mata Amritanandamai and Swami Murali Krishna. Om Sharavana Bhava. Thus concludes Chapter 1. Om Sharavana Bhava.